evidence and answers. The diagnosis of cancer is so tough to grasp. Unless you've been there or close to someone who has or has had cancer, sometimes it can be very hard to relate. Ruby Ovet has dealt with this firsthand. Finding peace through the journey can be a struggle. You're tuned to Evidence and Answers with your host, Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. In today's broadcast, we will hear Pat interviewing guest Ruby Ovid. Ruby has dealt with cancer head-on and now serves on a team to minister to others affected by this deadly disease. If you're unable to hear any of this message, all of our broadcasts are available on our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. Here's Pat with part two of this interview with Ruby Ovid. I'll never leave you. So I was so quiet. Then the doctor Hirabayashi said, oh, you are one of my patients who, who didn't even cry or get mad. I said, doctor, I, I have peace. And really, Pat, when, when I was told that it was very aggressive, that I may die, for the first time in my life, I said to myself, Thank you, God, because I live a full life. My children were already over 18 years old, and I was ready. So I said, Lord, if it is your will that I will be with you, I have no regrets. And for the first time, Pat, I was able to say, I have no regrets. I'm ready. I was not scared. I had peace. I really did have peace. Wow. You know, Ruby, some people struggle with thoughts or emotions, you know, like... God, how could you allow this? Or, God, why me? Did, did you ever struggle with thoughts or emotions like that? Yes, I did, but it was only for a few moments because I knew I'll be with God if I die. I, I, I know that without a doubt. And also my children were already 18 plus. And so I was ready. Somehow I told God, Lord, if this is your will, I'm ready to be with you. Then I said to him also, but if you still want to use me, please heal me because I want to serve you more. Because I was still principal at Hawaii Baptist Academy at that time. So I said, please give me more years to serve you. I just left it at that. Well, you know, Ruby, I know some people who kind of actually panic when they hear that they have cancer or some kind of terminal disease, and they actually begin to panic, and they break down, and sometimes they start questioning their faith in Christ, or belief in God, or the goodness of God. Some even begin to make you know, unwise decisions regarding career or their financial situation or family situation. You know, a lot of people, there's great fear there when they hear that kind of diagnosis. How is it that you had such peace in facing all of this. I guess, first of all, because I am his child and I know that if I will die, I'll go to heaven. And I look forward to being with my parents because they pass away and also my, my brother and also some friends. And I, I guess the other reason are my children were already old and they can take care of themselves. I've done my best. So I... I really like the idea that I'll be with him. And because I was successful in my career and I enjoyed my job as principal, 
I asked him, if you still want to use me, use me. And at that time, I was also doing the support group for the divorced, widowed, and separated. So I said, Lord, if you still want me, please heal me. So that was my my pleading to God. Mm. And I think God gave me more years, even now, to do that. Now, you know, you went through chemotherapy and all those treatments that I'm, I'm sure it took a toll on your emotions and your mind and your body. How were you able to handle those difficult times where I'm sure it was physically and emotionally painful, not only for you, but your family watching you go through all this? Oh, Pat, it was the most painful experience I had physically. You know, the shooting pains, especially on my left abdomen, the blisters, the fiery feelings on my fingers and on the soles of my feet, the blisters on my face, on my neck, on my back, my tongue, could not taste food like food is like paper, you know, constipation. I could hardly hear. It was so painful because they gave me the most aggressive chemotherapy, most aggressive. The doctor said I lose my hair in within 30 days. You know, I lost my hair within 14 days. Wow. 14 days. And mm. when I went into chemotherapy, my treatment is every four weeks. I was in chemotherapy for four hours. Four hours. My. You know? Wow. And it was so painful. So one night I was praying to God. I said, Lord, if I will have this, please, this chemotherapy is killing me and weakening my body. Please strengthen me and comfort me. I talk to God all the time, you know. And also I had infection. So in my room it says, no visitors allowed. The only ones who can visit me are my two children, my ex-husband and the minister. Only four people were allowed because I had severe infection. So because of that, I was isolated. And it was during those moments when I'm alone by myself that I began writing my thoughts and ideas. And that's how that book came about. That book was based on my being alone in the hospital and in my room, just being alone and just writing my thoughts. And it became that book. You know, Ruby, some people, when they're going through treatment or difficult times like that, they feel that God is distant or far away. Do you ever struggle with the, that kind of feeling? No, no. In fact, it was through my cancer experience that I experienced him. I really did. For the first time in my life, I felt his touch. When I was diagnosed, I felt him holding me, holding my hand and talking to me. It was so beautiful. At night, as if he's telling me, Ruby, I'm here. Hold me, touch me, I'll never leave you. And that's the strength that I had. That's why I, I don't say I wish I did not have cancer because it was through my cancer experience that I came face to face with my mortality, came face to face with God's love, real love. He really made me feel his strength. And that was the time when I drew even closer to him and begged him not to leave me. So beautiful. Wow. What advice would you give to that person who feels that God is distant? They feel abandoned by God. They prayed that God would heal them, and God didn't. They prayed that the treatment would go well, but things seemed to get worse, and they feel that 
Maybe God has abandoned them or, you know, they feel distant from God. You had the opposite experience. But what do you say to the person who's feeling abandoned, that, that God has abandoned them? The assurance of God is so beautiful, you know. And the serene spirit that you have, if you believe in God, the thing is that person has to really put his faith in God, not faith in other people, not faith in someone else, but faith in the living God, because God said, I am here. I love you. I care for you. I made you. And when that person truly and sincerely believes that God loves him or her, it will be manifested in the way he looks at the reality of things happening around him or her. It has to be 100% faith. It has to be 100% that God really, truly loves me. Remember, God created us. And fortunately for me, I really, truly accepted Him as my Lord and Savior 100% when I became a Christian. Yeah, well, Ruby, what advice do you give to those who discover, maybe just in recent days, that they have cancer or some kind of terminal disease, and maybe now they're sitting there questioning God? What advice would you give to them? I also questioned God, why me, you know, but it was not a long, it was kind of a short moment only because I knew that God is the God of all circumstances, that God loves me, and that if I put my full trust in Him, He will carry me through. And maybe it's because I am ready to to meet Him. Whether I am healed or not, it's beautiful for me. Maybe it's because, Lord, if you want me now, I'm ready. I'll be with you. And that gave me peace. Lord, if you want me to continue and reach out to others, help others, thank you. I'll be with you. So either way, I was not vacillating. It was just affirm in my heart and in my mind that whether I die or whether I live, it will be a beautiful experience. Yeah, that's kind of like what Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, right? Where he says, I don't, as he's in prison, probably facing his execution, and he's sitting there saying, I don't know which one is better, you know, to live and to serve him or to die and be with the Lord. You know, and he says, I'm torn between the two. So Paul had peace even in the midst of facing great times of suffering. And seems like it seems like you had that same kind of peace and rest, even in the midst of facing a very difficult, unknown future for you. Oh, thank you, Pat. That's a beautiful. Yeah, I think that was it. It's just either way is beautiful. And fortunately, God healed me. Do you know that I was not taking any medication? No, wow. No, none. I told my doctor, I want to heal myself eating good foods. So no medication at all after my surgery. I began to change my diet. I began to exercise more. And I began to think more positively. I'm already positive, but as much as possible, I don't want it to linger in my brain or in my mind. I begin to appreciate more the life that I have. I begin to appreciate people that I work with. I begin to uh, really, truly believe that God has a purpose for me until the day I will meet Him. Yes, now Ruby, God had healed you of cancer, but not everyone gets healed from a sickness like cancer. You know, what do you say to those who maybe are realizing that I may not be healed on this one? It doesn't look like I'm going to be healed. 
What do you have to say to that person? I would say to that person to begin looking up to Jesus, study the Bible, and if that person is not a Christian, to go to speak to someone, to a minister, and how to become a Christian. That's why in my book, I added a chapter, How Does One Become a Christian? And do you know there were people who became Christian by reading that book? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And they were not Christians, and then they became Christians, and they had peace. One lady called me at the office. She said, Dr. Ovid, I want you to know that I was in the hospital when my friend gave me your book. And after reading it in the chapter that you added, I accepted Christ right where I was. Thank you. Yeah, and just recently, a lady also whose daughter read my book to her said to me, I have cancer too. And when your, my daughter was reading your book to me, I can feel the peace that you have. And I, and I wanted that. And I began to believe that God has a purpose for me as a mother. And I'm beginning to see Jesus more. So actually, you know, Pat, it's only with Christ that you can really feel secure no matter what happens. Nobody will give you security. No one. Even though you don't have cancer, your security comes only when you have Christ in you. When you know Jesus is holding you, comforting you, strengthening you, loving you, and being with you, that's the peace. And when you have that, you are courageous. And when you have that, you feel that life is meaningful. Whether it is short or long, whether you have problems or not, you just enjoy life as is, as it is. And you see life more beautiful, whether you are sick or not. My sickness made me see life more beautiful, more meaningful, and I love people more. Wow. Yeah, it's a peace you can only have yeah. in knowing you're right with God, that your sins are forgiven and you have eternal life with Him. What Paul wrote about in Philippians 4, 7, as Paul in prison facing his possible death, he writes that, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And it's only those who know Jesus who have that peace yeah. that surpasses all understanding. So even in the midst of difficult times like that, Ruby, you had that peace yeah. and ability to face an unknown future. You know, I have been with friends and family members who have received the diagnosis of cancer who don't know the Lord. Yeah. And the response was almost the opposite. There is tremendous fear and in many cases, tremendous resentment that, you know, I got, I got gypped, you know, mm. I got ripped off here or tremendous fear, just terrified of not only the suffering that they're going to go through, but, you know, not knowing what death is or what yeah. there is. And you're saying it's only those who know Christ who are yeah. going to have that peace and even that joy even in the midst of tremendous suffering that you were going through. Yeah, I agree with you. And I am thankful that I have experienced, you know, I still have cancer, please understand. I am in remission, but I thank God I am in remission and is healthy. I'm really thankful to God for every, every day. I, I thank God for my blessing every day, you know. Yes. Now, Ruby, what advice would you give to family members who have a loved one has been diagnosed with cancer? Family members... I want them to continue praying for their loved one who is ill, comforting them, giving them encouragement. 
my children, they encourage me by saying, I love you, mommy. You know, you're our mother. We are family. Encourage that person to really give his or her best to heal. Don't give up, you know, because God has his own design. And the people around you will be the people who will encourage you, pray for you, support you, comfort you, and believe in you that you are doing your best to better yourself. That is the time when you hold the person's hand or embrace that person and say, I love you. When I was sick, the hug of my children were so beautiful to me, were so precious. I needed it, you know. The prayers, the cards, the DVDs that were sent to me to encourage me to heal, the pictures that were sent to me, the books that were sent to me, you know. Friends, the love of friends, it's beautiful. It's during your crisis that you begin to see God's manifestation through their love for you. And you accept that love, and that love will strengthen you and comfort you. So I encourage the family members and friends who have someone who is undergoing treatment or who has cancer to really give their best also and support and pray for that person. Yes, so your main message is to give love and to support. You know, one thing I caution people is not to give false hope. Not to give promises that, you know, God will guarantee to heal you because I claim this. And God may heal you miraculously. He may heal you through the doctors, but he may not. And so don't, you know, don't give false hope, but be there and be a support and shower them with love at that time. That's that's the main message you're saying. Yes, that's true. Because only God can take life. God gives life and God takes it. Yes. No one else. Our days on earth are numbered. Yeah. Only God knows that. Now, Ruby, what do you say to the person that's suffering through the treatments and they say, you know what? I give up. Man, I just want to throw in the towel now. And then things, I don't want to try. It's just too much. What do you have to say to that person? I know that feeling because when I was having my chemotherapy treatment, there was a time when I did not want to go to the hospital because I dreaded the treatment. It it was so painful. It's chemotherapy treatment, Pat. I cannot describe to you the pain. After the treatment, I'll be in bed for about three weeks, just sick, 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 sick. And I wanted to give up. But the reason I'm strengthened is because I, my children, I love my children. I want to be with them. And I have the hope that if God will heal me, I'll be used by him. The desire to be used by God was my motivation to overcome the pain. Because if I will get well, I know I could do my support group again. I could go back to school. I could love my children. You know, I'll be with my children and friends. So those were my motivations to really, truly give my best in my treatment. I did not want to give up. The hope of being able to be used by God again was the greatest motivation for me. Wow. You know that the words of Paul just echo in my mind right now. Philippians chapter one, where Paul says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And if I'm to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which shall I choose? I cannot tell. I'm hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for the progress of your faith and your joy. 
so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ because of my coming to you again. So like Paul, you seem completely focused on whether I live or I die, my goal is to live for Christ and to glorify Him. And that's what was able to strengthen you through this whole very difficult, dark tunnel through the process of cancer and all the treatments that followed. Yes. Thank you, Pat, for what you're saying to me, because truly, only God, nothing else. Yes. Now, you wrote a great book about your journey here. It's called My Journey of Healing from Cancer. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about this great book here. You know, Pat, I was not intending to write that book. As I told you, remember, I said that when I was in the hospital, I was, I was writing my thoughts and feelings about my about myself. And one day, my daughter was cleaning my bedroom. She saw those pieces of paper lying on the on the bed or on the table, I said, and read it. She was about to throw them away. She said, who wrote this? I said, me. She said, mommy, I like it. Please keep them. So when she came back, you know, from the mainland, she said, where were those papers that you wrote? I said, here. So she, she put them on the desk. She said, here, send it to a publisher. So I said, who likes to read that? I said, these are all my agonizing experiences. Mommy, there are people who have cancer and caregivers. They would like to know what happens when you have cancer. So because of her urgings, I sent it to Tate Publishing, and Tate Publishing liked it, and I was shocked. So it became a book. I did not know anything about book writing, so we, uh, when they sent the, the um, contract, I did not know anything about it. So my son and I went to see a lawyer for him to see the contract, and he read it, and he said, it's good, sign it. So I signed the contract, and lo and behold, that's now the book. Uh, tell us, how has this book been received? Very well received. In fact, my doctor was the one who saw that in the newspaper that it was bestseller in Hawaii, second bestseller in Hawaii in 2007. I was so shocked. And I have received many, many compliments about the book. I have sold copies, and I gave 10% for every book sale to Hawaii Baptist Academy Student Scholarship. Yes, and it is ministered to people all over the world. In fact, yes. uh, didn't the American Cancer Society okay, yeah. also uh, endorse this book, and now it's in their library as well? Yes, the uh, Cancer Treatment of America. The lady read my book, and then she wrote me and told me that it's now in the list of resources. She liked it. Churches have been inviting me. In fact, uh, at Olivet Baptist Church, they have a cancer club. It's an association for women who have cancer, so I was their speaker, and they bought they bought my books. And then the coming one is at Baptist, uh, the Central Baptist Church in June. So several churches have invited me. Fantastic. Yeah, it's been a book that has ministered to people all over the world. Well, Ruby, yeah. it's a fantastic one. Where can people get a copy of this book? They can go at Logos Bookstore because uh, I just had a book signing there. Or they can order me. Or they can order from you? Yeah. Oh, how would they order from you? Just uh, email me, rebecca.ovit at hawaiiantel.net. Yeah, and Amazon. you can also get this on Amazon yeah, as well. Yeah, Amazon you? and Tate yeah. Publishing. Yes, fantastic. For You're those in Hawaii, yeah. is uh, Logos Bookstore. Yes, and for those of you in the continental United States and the Philippines, you yeah. could get it through the Internet as well. Yeah. Or someday we'll have Ruby come out to where you are and speak, especially those of you in the Philippines because yeah. that's really her home country there. Oh, Barnes & Noble also. Oh, Barnes & Nobles, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can also go to their website and get this fantastic book that is ministered to people in great ways all over the world. I well, have people who have ordered from Japan, from Korea, from England, and different states of the United States. Yeah, so if uh, you're going through that struggle or you know someone who is, this is a fantastic book that will really give uh, hope and inspiration. Not only those suffering from cancer, but perhaps other things such as depression and uh, just people looking for hope in the midst of very difficult times. Yeah. It's a fantastic book. Well, Ruby, thank you for being with us to talk about your journey through cancer, and we look forward to having you again here on Evidence and Answers as we talk on another great book you've written. Thank you, Pat. I really am so blessed to be here. for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. Be sure to join us next time for the continuation of this exciting show. We hope you enjoy Pat's show today. If you find this broadcast to be a blessing, please consider partnering with us. Evidence and Answers relies on generous donations from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to donate and keep us on the air, you may do so right there on the homepage of our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. We have a wide variety of resources available to you, including articles, books, and additional audio for you to listen to or download. Evidence and Answers is grateful for our key sponsor, Highland Capital Management, providing investors with alternative investment solutions. To learn more, visit their website at hcmlp.com. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide reasons for faith and hope in Christ, right here on Evidence and answers.